Hello, everybody. I'm Pam Pastor, host of the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast. I am happy that you found me, but more importantly, I am thrilled that you have found Jesus. Friends, there is power in the name of Jesus and of the person of Jesus. And as we journey together, we will be unleashing discoveries of how to turn hearts of stone into ones of moldable clay for the potter, Jesus to transform. If you're new to our show, you'll find that this podcast is built upon a foundation of biblical truths. And being a podcast, occasionally I interject an opinion, but I try to make sure to let you know it's only my opinion and not a statement of fact. Hopefully you'll join me and others each week as we adventure and explore life together. And periodically, friends, we'll delve into my mailbag answering questions from listeners just like you. So if you have a question, make sure and email it to me at pampastorcopywriting at gmail.com. Well, friends, now we're going to prepare ourselves to enter into God's presence today. Allow me to speak a blessing over your life. This blessing comes to us in the form of a benediction that was given to us from Moses' brother, priest Aaron, and it comes out of the book of Numbers, chapter 6, verses 24 through 26. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Well, friends, we're going to jump in today into the book of James. But first, let's look at something. You know, when you hear new and improved, it is over the top. This is a miracle product. It's revolutionary. Best ever. Or it's even miraculous. There's a lot of extravagant claims out there. They inundate us. As we now have too many networks to choose from as we surf our television sets or a plethora of podcast shows, the messages leap out at us. But we are promised and sometimes guaranteed by purchasing these greatest ever fantastic products, our lives will be changed for the better forever. Our investment is small for only a few dollars. We can have whiter whites, meaning of course cleaner clothes, and whiter teeth, meaning no more yellow stains, glamorous hair that looks like a model, tastier food. We can have mouthwash, perfume, luxury sedans, and the list goes on and on. All of these items are guaranteed to bring us personal happiness. We will have more friends. We'll live the good life, right? And what about election claims? No one can match the claims made by a politician. Their promises are often hollow and tend to be wishful rather than truthful. So friends, I ask you, what is the answer? That's the easy one, really. Jesus is the answer. Believe in God. As Christians, sometimes we make outlandish claims too. We may be guilty of belying them with their actions, professing to trust God and to be his people, all the while holding tightly to the world's system and its values. Placing our lives under a microscope, we may profess the right answers, 
but they're contradictory to the gospel of Jesus when measured against a life well lived. Well, we find from James, Jesus's half-brother, not the Apostle James, so again, his half-brother, that he has an energetic, crisp as an autumn leaf answer for our dilemma. His words are well chosen to suit the occasion. He confronts our conflict head on. We can talk about our Christian faith all day long, but he tells us to live it. That's the difference. After all, a well-lived life produces fruit. Philosophers sit around and debate. Intellectual assent occurs, but I'd argue how our lives changed. You see, friends, we must live out our faith, walk our talk. Our actions equate to our proof, and our proof source of the reality of our faith is a changed life. When our faith is authentic and genuine, it will show itself by producing good deeds. This is James' central message and theme for us to glean or take away from his discourse. He gives us practical, brotherly advice on living out the Christian life. We're going to explore through James's writings what the general characteristics are of the Christian life, how we as Christians can act justly within society. We'll get practical advice surrounding an age-old argument on the relationship between faith and action. And James shows us the importance for controlling our speech. And what about wisdom? We all desire to be wise, albeit all wisdom is not godly wisdom. James distinguishes for us the two kinds of wisdom, earthly and heavenly. And finally, James implores us, the readers of his message, to turn from evil desires and obey God. Furthermore, we'll examine what trusting in our own plan and possessions gets us versus God's plan. And finally, James prophesies that we as believers be patient with one another, helping each other remain faithful to God. We're called to be doers of the word rather than only hearers. James was and is exposing our hypocritical tendencies and practices. These lessons, as we mature in our faith walk, will flesh themselves out. We'll be able to see how our spirit is enhanced. James teaches us and reminds us that genuine religion, evidenced by faith, has the power to transform our lives and others. Empty faith, you see, those are claims without conduct or without action. We live out our faith, and this is how we make a difference. Our faith walk is walking out our professed Christian faith in our daily lives. This is why we use the term faith walk. Our Christian life encompasses trials and temptations. When we successfully overcome adversities, we strengthen and we build character. We're not to resent troubles when they come. As believers, it's not if, but rather when they arrive. James teaches us to pray for wisdom. We're to harbor a sure foundation that God will supply us with all we need to weather the storms of life. He will even give us patience when we ask. 
And don't you feel blessed and love knowing beyond our feelings that indeed we are blessed by God's mercy and not by the law? With that said, we're admonished to keep the law of love intact, meaning to show love to others as we selflessly move throughout life. Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 19, verse 19, love your neighbor as yourself. This means we're to love and serve others. Everyone is our neighbor in this world. Proximity does not define boundaries. Here there are none. When we exude godly wisdom, our speech will be wise. We are all held responsible for our destructive words. We must pray to God daily to help edify our faith and place a guard over our mouth, helping to control our tongue. And I know that's a personal big one for me that I pray now daily. We want our words to convey true humility, leading us to peace. When we follow this, we allow God to help us instilling self-control and our character is fortified. Additionally, James teaches us that worldly glamour and wealth fade. As Christians, our goal should not be to store up earthly treasures. Rather, it's better to store up godly treasures through serving others. It's important to not be prejudiced against the poor in favor of partiality toward the rich. God provides through perpetuity, provision, prosperity, and protection for his children. It's our mission to invest into the kingdom of God, the resources we have been blessed with. We're instructed not to hoard our wealth, but instead use our blessings to bless others. We're to be generous to others with our resources. James chapter 1 verses 2 through 4 says, Dear brothers and sisters, whenever trouble comes your way, let it be an opportunity for joy. For when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. When your endurance is fully developed, you will be strong in character and ready for anything. Here we learn that it's absolutely possible to profit from troubles. This doesn't mean that we're to pretend to be happy in the midst of painful circumstances, but we can have an optimistic and positive outlook if we position or frame our situations correctly. Our hardships can be utilized for their intended purposes of learning and growth opportunities. It's through adversities that we persevere, solidifying our commitment in Jesus. This is a patient and steadfastness way to live our lives. Pressure teaches us who we are at a heart level. Diamonds are formed under pressure. You and me are refined under similar pressures in life. We would be wise to not attempt to pray away trouble, but flip it on the edge, welcoming it as the beacon of light it can become for us when we make a conscience decision to see the good in all situations. Romans chapter 8 verse 28, Paul tells it to us like this. He says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. 
When we act and behave kindly to others in the midst of oppression, this is passing the test. As we mature in our faith, trials that would dismantle us seem to no longer be a big deal. Navigating adversity becomes easier and easier. Being grateful for one more day to be stuck in traffic becomes an opportunity to listen to more of a podcast about Jesus, perhaps one like you're listening to now. Or when we survive another day to appreciate the stars radiating down from heaven. Whatever it may be, our perspective matters. Instead of complaining, our new vantage point says it's all about choices. Jesus doesn't leave us alone in our problems. He's right alongside of us. Often when we're in the middle of a trial or a test, the teacher is silent. Think about Jesus in the wilderness temptation that was given to us in the book of Matthew. Satan tempted him over 40 days with three specific tests. While it appeared Jesus was all alone, he was not. God was with him the entire time. Jesus would combat the temptations with it is written and he would state out loud what scripture says. Boom, he dismantled Satan's plan. Finally, at the end of the temptation, the angels ministered to Jesus. They too were alongside of him, waiting for him to pass the test. This is how it is for us as well. As Christian believers, we have a confident stand in Jesus. And James chapter 1 verse 5 says, If you need wisdom, if you want to know what God wants you to do, ask him and he will gladly tell you. He will not resent your asking. This wisdom that James is referring to is not knowledge. Instead, it is the ability to make meaning it's a verb, take action, wise decisions. In difficult circumstances, God wants us to ask in prayer for what we need. Wisdom means practical discernment. The foundation for wisdom begins with a healthy respect for God. This leads us to right living, increasing our ability to tell right from wrong. If our goals are us centered, we're not going to receive this wisdom. But when we flex in God-given goals by reading his word, asking for his guidance and learning how to obey his will, he will show us. It is imperative that we discern God's word from mere human advice. God's word is not given for us to disobey it. We have to cast all doubt aside and align with Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of our lives. James chapter 1 verse 9, we learn Christians who are poor should be glad for God has honored them. Friends, this isn't suggesting poor as it relates to prosperity. This is poor as in position within our world. These believers are great in the Lord's eyes. These people are often overlooked by worldly standards, even within our very own churches, but not by God. Some people in society view the poor as unworthy and snub them. Yet God says, this is my child in whom I am well pleased. Our circumstances do not define us. Being a child of God is what defines us. True wealth resides in spiritual matters, not earthly possessions. 
If we want a position within God's winner's circle, then we will make the choice to love him and stay faithful to him under pressure. Friends, come back tomorrow as we continue on and explore more from the book of James. And you know, if you've not been spiritually reborn, I would ask you now, isn't it a good time right now? God made it clear to enter into the kingdom of heaven, a person must confess belief in his son Jesus by professing with their mouth. Listen to what the Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sins so that we could be made right with God through Christ. When we place our trust in Jesus, a divine exchange takes place. Jesus takes our sin, making us right with God. Our sin was placed on to Jesus at his crucifixion. His righteousness is given to us at our conversion. We can never repay this extraordinary and extravagant gift of kindness back to Jesus. However, we can show him gratitude by growing and making efforts to obey him, deepening our relationship daily. Today, friends, if this is you, respectfully, I'm challenging you to take a bold step of courage, utilizing your faith, and openly confess after me, Father God, today I'm repenting of sin, meaning I'm changing my ways of thinking. Jesus, I invite you to come into my heart, take up residence as the ultimate president, I confess your shed blood washed away my sins from the top of my head to the soles of my feet upon that cross at Calvary. Amen. Friends, if you prayed this prayer salvation, you were saved and born again spiritually. Your next step is to read God's word daily so he can guide, direct, and reveal more of himself to you through the person of the Holy Spirit. And consider growing by joining a good Bible-based church and surround yourself with other like-minded believers who will encourage you and help edify your faith in Jesus. Now, please be allow me to be the first person to congratulate you on making the most important decision of your life. Congratulations and God bless you. Friends, the grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast will be available most days during the week. A special children's podcast airs on Wednesdays when we're not in the middle of a series. So tune in along with your children for your favorite Bible stories that you grew up with. We'll be discussing and sharing Jesus's unlimited power in our present day lives. We delve into many topics such as forgiveness, spiritual warfare, how to be joyful, what love in action looks like, biblical trust, wisdom, and so many more topics. So I invite you and your friends to come alongside me as we embark on an adventure of all things Jesus. And if you like this episode, make sure to subscribe, ensuring that you're going to get the latest releases as they become available. 
And occasionally, friends, I do reference my book, The Grace and Peace of God Love Wins. If you find the content that you hear in these episodes inspiring or compelling, you can pick up a copy of my book from my website, pampastorcopywriting.com or Amazon, Barnes & Noble or Dorrance.com. But importantly, if you're unable to afford a copy, write to me. I'll find a way to get a free copy into your hands. You won't be disappointed. It is full of God's word and it's waiting for you to read it. Until next time, remember, you've been marked and sealed with the cross of Jesus Christ forever. And John tells us in Revelation chapter 22, verses 21, he sends us off with this prayer. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. Until next time, friends, God bless you.